helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. When you hear the words conflict and relationship said together, what are some thoughts that come to your mind? For some, the first thing that popped into your head was bad, maybe red flag or something that may even lead to divorce alarm bells may have sounded in your mind. Our hope today, however, is that by the end of today's show, the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the words conflict and relationships would be healthy and normal. Because today we'll be discussing healthy conflict in relationships and how we can foster that in the relationships that we have. If you've joined us for the first time, let me welcome you. My name is Melissa Waggett, and I am the co-host of the Life Transformation Radio Show. We are so happy and excited that you have decided us decided to join us this morning, and we're very excited to explore this topic of healthy conflict with you today. If you're joining us as a faithful listener, welcome back. We are so excited that you invite us into your homes, cars, workplaces, wherever you may listen to the show each and every week. And for those of you who've joined us over the years, you know who is with me in studio. He will, His name will come as no surprise. It is Michael Hart. He is the director of Elam Counseling Services. He's also a, an award-winning psychotherapist. And he joins us each and every week to explore these topics that affect us in our day-to-day lives using a Christian perspective and his knowledge from years of clinical practice in psychotherapy. So welcome, Michael. I'm so excited to have you join us in studio again today. Thank you very much, Melissa. And I'm so excited about doing this show. And I must say that you and I have been doing this show now for a few years, I think maybe three years, and we haven't had a conflict on air. So if we're saying that it's going to be that conflict is healthy, then maybe you and I should start fighting a little bit on here. That could be really fun. I'm all for that. It'd be interesting if someone had joined us for the first time and maybe missed that disclaimer and joined in when we're in the middle of a giant row. I wonder what they would be thinking if there was some screaming match as they turn on you know the radio. What? We might just do that. Our ratings might go up a lot because it makes the show a lot more exciting. That's true. There's a lot of there's a lot to be said for drama, yes. so to speak. Yes, so. drama sells. And, <laughs> and so when it comes to television programs and radio series, we don't see conflict as a negative, but in relationships, when there is conflict, people tend to feel like the sky is falling and the foundation of the relationship is destroyed. And I've had people come to me that they're in a, in panic because of conflict in their relationship. But today we want to turn things upside down a little bit and to look at conflict in a healthy way and to say, look at ways in, in which conflict is good for your relationship. So I'm going to be talking about some, some ways, five different ways in which conflict is healthy for your relationship. So, so, so don't change your dial. This might just change your mindset about your relationship and give you hope as you begin to see the conflict that you're experiencing in a different light. But before we get into today's show, Michael, for people who may be joining us for the first time, I'm wondering if you can give us a little insight about what is Elam Counseling Services all about and where can people go to get more information about the services we provide? Because it's 
not just this radio show that we do. It's only one X aspect, pardon me, of this ministry as a whole. Yes, we are a professional counseling uh, center that provides professional psychotherapy from a Christian perspective. Our services are recognized as legitimate psychotherapy services, and it's covered by most insurance companies. They have government workers and workers of other big corporations who have their benefit pay for the services that we provide through their benefit package. So what makes us different is that, number one, it's from a Christian perspective, but number two, we provide counseling on a sliding scale, and our rates are far above the standard rates of other other. Uh, counseling services, and so we we try to to see every person that comes to us, and so that that is possible through donations that are that we ask for to cover the cost of running this organization. So if you have not donated to us yet and you believe in the services that we offer, we are a very unique service. We offer psychotherapy from a truly Christian perspective in a very uh, in a very biblical way. And so if you believe in the work that we do and you haven't donated to this ministry yet, please consider making a donation. Donation helps us to stay on the air and also helps us to be better able to meet the needs of people who come before us. Exactly. So if you would like to donate or find out more about Elam Counseling Services, we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us toll free at one 877 and we'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. And again, we kindly ask that you consider prayerfully making a donation to this important ministry so that we can provide our counseling services at a reduced rate for people who need it the most and also to keep this show on the air. So, Michael, today we're talking about healthy conflict. And as we said off the top, this is something that may be an oxymoron for people. The concept of conflict being healthy just may make no sense. But you're going to dispel that myth for us today. Absolutely. And I'd like to start by pointing to Jesus as an example of someone who did not avoid conflict. Jesus actually promoted conflict. Conflict was the very thing that brought about the will of God, him dying on the cross for our salvation. So his whole ministry was about doing and saying things uh, in a manner that, that, that would result in conflict, that would bring about the inevitable uh, consequence of him dying on the cross, which in turn now we, we we look back and we see that even though it was painful, it was for the good of humanity. In the same way, conflict in relationship can be painful, but it can be for the good of the of the of the of the marriage or whatever relationship it is. In Matthew five, Jesus uh, talks about the blessedness of peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. So peacemakers uh, assumes that there is some sort of conflict into which you're bringing peace in the first place. And notice that he says, 
the peacemakers, not the peace fakers. And I think there are some people who go through their relationship faking peace, avoiding conflict. So the very use of the term peacemakers implies that there is something that is being done with the conflict. The conflict is being is being shaped and approached in such a way that brings forth peace. It's an action word. And so it, that is saying to us that we, we should not be avoiding conflict. On the same hand, however, I don't want anything to anyone to listen to this show and feel, yes, now I'm going to go and I'm going to kick up a storm about everything. I was going to say, people everything. are going to pick fights after <laughs> right, this I'm show going to go if we're not pick careful. Fights because con- uh, conflict is so healthy. So Jesus didn't call us to be uh, conflict escalators either, Who someone who makes the conflict worse. He calls us to be peacemaker. So there is a way in which you can approach conflict conflict that will make it better for you. And we're going to do a whole series, a three-part series on on conflict, and we're going to be looking at what are some of those things that you can do to make your conflict make your conflict uh, work for you. But we want to start by laying the foundation today just by looking at five ways in which conflict is good for your relationship. In in the book of Mark, we chapter 3, verse 17, Jesus refers to John, James and John as sons of thunder. And we believe that Jesus gave them that name because of their approach to conflict. In Luke 9, 51 to 56, we get a glimpse of why he called them sons of thunder. Because in this story, they're, they're, they were rejected by a certain town in which they went to proclaim the the gospel. And they said to Jesus, do you want us to call down a fire from heaven to consume them, even as Elijah did? And Jesus said, no, 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 this is, this Jesus, I am not come to, to take man's life, I am come to give life. And so the way we approach conflict can be either life-giving or it can promote death. And I think in the Sons of Thunder, uh, James and John, we see that their approach was to destroy destroy the other party. Now, we don't destroy people literally these days, you know, we approach conflict, but we can destroy each other by the words that we use and even even by by the actions that we portray in the midst of a conflict. So we don't destroy people uh people uh, literally, but we destroy them psychologically and emotionally by the way that we go about conflict. So it's interesting that Jesus, in a, in a play on word, after he, 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 he talked about uh, sons of thunder, uh, James and John, and he nicknamed them sons of thunder, in, in Matthew 5, he says, peacemakers will be called sons of God. In other words, when you make peace, when you enter conflict in such a way that you bring about uh, peace and, and the betterment of your environment, you're actually taking on the characteristics of God instead of, uh, of being sons of thunder. So if you're, if you're near your spouse today and 
you think that your spouse is a son of thunder instead of a son of God. I would like you to turn to your spouse, wherever you are, and say, Honey, you're a son, you're a sons of thunder. Okay, please don't do that. That's a no. disclaimer. And, I, and, and, and for all the guys <laughs> in the room. That would be promoting conflict. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to give them the out too that if your your wife is a daughter of, of thunder, thunder yes. or, a, or a daughter of God, you can. It goes both it ways. Go, both ways. It right. takes two to tango, as we know. Michael and I both yes, have been in yes. long-term marriages, and so we're going to speak from a place of experience through this as right. well. I'm wondering, though, for people who may be out there listening who are thinking, "Okay, this this is a fun show. This sounds like it's going to be pretty good." But you know what? I don't have any conflict in my relationship at all. This yes. is for someone else. I don't know what they're talking about because, man, we've been married. Let's say for a year, maybe a couple years, we don't we don't have any conflict. We agree on everything. It's all good. Well, let me say this: if you are in a relationship and there is absolutely no conflict, then I would say that there is something that is wrong in your relationship because conflict is a is a part of life. Jesus prayed for twelve hours before we picked his his twelve disciples, right? And Jesus is the the Son of God. He's all knowing and all powerful. And he prayed for twelve hours. In other words, he prayed for one hour for each of those twelve disciples that he picked. And even with that prayer and preparation, there was still conflict among the twelve disciples where they were uh, fighting for a position in the kingdom to come. One of them betrayed him. One denied him. So conflict is a part of life. And it does matter how perfect your family is. There is some sort of conflict. If there is no conflict, then it could be a sign that something is wrong. If there is no conflict, it could mean that there is a lack of passion for the relationship, or it could mean that one person is uh, silencing their their needs is not speaking up about their needs and has been been walked on by the other person. So even if there is no conflict, the person can be dying inside, can be a martyr for the relationship, and that's not what God wants us to be. God wants us to have healthy relationships in which we work out our differences. In Matthew eighteen. Verse 15 is an example of how serious the Jesus takes conflict. When he talks about if, if your brother uh, sinned against you, go to your brother and show him his fault and take two witnesses if your brother uh, refused to see his fault. And he goes on to give a series of steps. So to me, this shows that Jesus is not is not a, a, a conflict avoider, and he's assuming that we will have conflict with those that are close to us, and that we should we should meet conflict in 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 a manner that brings about peace, not by avoiding, because avoiding conflict just perpetuates and maintain the dysfunction. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. Today we are talking about healthy conflict in relationships. If you've missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, or you can call us toll-free at one 844 
3546, and we'd be happy to give you a copy of today's show. We also want to remind you to prayerfully consider giving a donation to this radio show and the ministry that we provide through subsidized counseling for people who need it most. If you want to find more information about our us as a nonprofit and how you can go about making a donation, again, you can visit our website at elamcounselingministry.com or by calling us toll-free at 1-877-544-3546. Any amount uh, goes a great, great distance to serving this important um, ministry and the individuals whose lives are touched each and every day by the programs that we offer. So, Michael, I think we've set things up well so far in today's show to highlight the fact that conflict is normal, And it can be healthy when done correctly. And thankfully, and in his wisdom, um, Jesus has given us a really great example in the Bible, in Matthew, as to how we can approach conflict in a healthy way, and also some of the pitfalls we can avoid. But I'm wondering what concrete positive impacts healthy conflict can have in a relationship. Because as I said off the top, sometimes when people hear conflict or experience conflict the first time, I'm thinking back to when the first few months of my own marriage when we had our first kind of norming and storming (laughs) discussions, let's say, how there's those moments of, holy cow, is this going to last? Is this normal? Am I okay? And so I'm wondering if you can describe for people those positive things that come come from that. So if they are in the middle, maybe you're newlywed and you're thinking, oh gosh, we were so in love. Jesus called us to be married and we are fighting nonstop about waking up on Saturday and what time is quote unquote normal. I'm an early bird and he sleeps in, or maybe it's the other way around for you. And you're thinking, holy shoot, are we done? Can you please give us some encouragement about how this conflict will benefit us as a couple and also us individually? So conflict in marriage uh, is, conflict in marriage leads to changes that allow the couple to adjust to their current reality. So in that example that you've just given of a newly wed couple, right? They're coming from two different realities. They're coming from, maybe they have been single for a while. This is especially the case with people who get married later on in life. But even for people who get married in their in their early 20s, they're still coming from a different reality. Maybe they're just they're just leaving their parents' house and they're used for things to be done a certain way. Maybe the husband expects that his wife will treat him exactly as his mom, as his mom did. That he's going to have breakfast in bed every, every morning and she's going to wake him up for work and it's going to be the same as being in his mother's house. And maybe she expects that she should be treated as her dad treated her where maybe she was the only child and she was treated like a princess and she was never challenged for anything and uh, and uh, she was never uh, never held to account for anything that she did. So those are the past realities, but they come together in a marriage. And even in a Christian marriage, there is no a new reality because these two worlds collide. And there is going to be friction. So both parties will have to adjust to their new reality. So conflict 
is a way of working out that new reality. So my expectation was that I'm going to be treated like my mom did for me and did everything for me. But in this new reality, my wife is not the same as my mother. And so there might be arguments, uh, disagreements, and, and, and the tension, uh, at first is to, is, is both persons trying to create a world, create the same world that they were in before the marriage. But in the marriage, it has to be a a new creation. It has to be something new. This new one flesh relationship is going to be different than the reality that existed before. And and conflict is needed to do this. Conflict is a way of saying uh, the way that you're doing this is different than I expected, or I don't like the way that this has been done. And you can have a discussion about it. You can talk about it. You might even have friction about it. But without that friction, you will never get to that new reality. So conflict is 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 needed. In relationship where this doesn't happen, people will go along in this pretense happiness for a long period of time and they never fight. And then 10 years down the road, one person packs up in the middle of the night or when the other person is at work and move out because they just can't take it anymore. So conflict helps you to work through disagreements before it comes to before it gets to that stage. And I always think of that as you're describing that, I was thinking of us as like little rocks with jagged edges that are entering these relationships. And as we're having those conflicts, we're kind of dinging off and smoothing out those rough spots. And it's sort of that friction, as you say, of us rubbing up against each other in those conflict scenarios that are making us polished. Yes. As much as it is painful sometimes, that friction Mm -hmm, as you go through. mm -hmm. What other positive things can we look forward to um, as a fruit of the conf- healthy conflict. Conflict in our can also lead to more informed decision making. Take, for example, in a situation where there's a certain purchase that needs to be made. And if you're trying to avoid conflict, you might say, well, I'll go behind my spouse back and I'll buy this thing and then I'll present it. Let us say this is this new car. And you come home one day and there's a $50,000 car in the driveway. And then there is going to be a bad kind of conflict about that because there were no dialogue. But healthy conflict can have a discussion around that and can lead to informed decision making. So, okay, so you'd like a new car. Uh, I think that the amount that you're spending for this new car is too much. We cannot afford 50000 right now. Maybe our budget allows for 20000 And if the two parties can come together and have that kind of dialogue, it's a form of conflict because maybe the husband desperately needs that new car. But maybe the reality of the home situation is that it cannot be afforded. So through healthy conflict, the parties can come to uh, a decision-making, a healthy decision-making, can come to a healthy decision as a result of this dialogue. And I'm thinking with that too, it helps identify the priorities of each party. So maybe the one person, you need the car, but what features are important for us as a family? What do right. we need to do? Mm-hmm. Do we need to haul kids or can it just be nice and showy? Yes. And if you don't have that conversation, you never get to that point. Mm-hmm. What other outcomes can be seen through conflict? Conflict between a couple can lead to reconciliation. 
an agreement that benefits both parties. So if you have a disagreement, let us say that something happened and you're not pleased with it and you're unhappy and you don't have conflict but you're sulking and you, you withdraw to your corner and the other person withdraw to their corner and you're, you're not talking about it but you're alienated from each other. Conflict is is a much better solution than this avoiding. And so, what you what parties would need to do in that situation is to come together, talk about the issues, talk about how you have been hurt. Maybe it was something your husband or your spouse said at a family gathering. And so, when you talk about it, it brings back. It can bring you back into reconciliation and 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 bring you back to this healthier place as a result of working through the conflict. And what we're getting close on uh, time here today. So I'm wondering for the other positive outcomes through conflict, if you can just describe those and also give us some real life examples a little bit, maybe things you've seen in your practice where a couple's gone through conflict, but man, it's benefited them in another way. Yeah, so another way in which conflict can be beneficial is that it can lead to the greater unity of the couple. When you have worked through through conflict, it it can be it it provide an outlet for each partner to make their needs known. And so if you're in a relationship where you're not making your needs known, your needs are not being met and you're suffering silently. You have this big smile on your face on Sunday mornings, but you're dying inside. That's not a healthy relationship. So if you have conflict where you can make your needs known, then it brings you together because when you're suffering silently, it's as if that suffering and that silence forms a wall between you where you're not really connecting as a couple. There is an emotional distance between you. So when you have conflict and you get together to talk about your differences, it can bring about greater unity because when your needs are met, then you're going to want to feel as if you comfortable being close to your partner. Intimacy becomes more natural in that kind of a situation. You don't have to be faking it anymore, mm-hmm. but you can really have, have good intimacy because your needs are now met. But that cannot happen unless you have conflict and you talk about the issues. Yeah, it's amazing what that being vulnerable in those conflict moments, how it breeds that connection and that closeness amongst partners. Anything else that you can see as a positive outcome from healthy conflict? The, the final point in which uh, about conflict that makes it good is that a couple's conflict can lead to cooperation between partners in working towards common goal. What we find in 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 uh, houses where there is no conflict sometimes is that uh, both parties are pulling in different ways and they are just not talking about their dissatisfaction. So one partner might have have a business dream that they're going after and they're in pursuit of that dream, but the other person hasn't really bought into it. And they're dissatisfied because it's taking away too much time from the family and they're not having any conflict. So the business is being pursued, but the other goals of family life, family time, uh, building family members together, all of that has been sacrificed. And so if there is no conflict, then you you don't have you you cannot move towards common
common goals. So a conflict is a way of saying we are pulling in different directions and we need to get back on the same, with the same agenda. Let's sit together and work out our goals and be on the same page and work towards making this beneficial for both of us. So, so, so conflict is, is very helpful in, 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 in bringing people together and helping them to work towards common goals. This is going to sound very strange. I look forward to the next conflict I have with my spouse because of the encouraging uh, messages you've given us today. I think it's really painted a picture that, for me at least, has changed my perspective of what conflict can be when done correctly yes, in a relationship. Yes, absolutely. And thank you very much, Melissa. And I would say if you're listening to this show and you're having conflict and you can identify that you have been avoiding conflict conflict or that you're just made yourself into a doormat because you you're just you're being passive and you're you 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 are trying to have this fake peace and and your relationship is suffering and you know that you're hurting inside i would like to say that you should uh, begin to speak up for your needs. If you're in a relationship where you're afraid of speaking up, then there are other problems in that relationship that needs to be addressed. But you should be able to say how you feel and begin to work on to begin to have conflicts over those things that you don't agree with. So we are going to be having the second part of this series next week when we will be looking at conflict styles because each of us have a conflict style and we'll be not, we'll be helping you to identify what your conflict style is and then from there we'll be the, the third show we'll be looking at some of the pitfalls to avoid when dealing with conflict so join us again next week as we go through remember that you can call us for help if you're having a difficult situation that you need to have a third party intervention as Jesus talked about in Matthew 18 when he talks about bringing others into your conflict then you can give us a call at 1-877-544-3546 or you you can go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Remember also to make a donation to keep us on the air and to help us to continue to offer counseling to those who can't afford it. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. <laughs>